like if you're in one group here, you're like, oh, you know, this is just amazing all the time. And we're natural and holistic all the time. And sometimes we just fall short. So this is, you know, that's how we kind of rebranded our voice. Like, you know what, we're actually kind of in the middle here. Yes, we do use essential oils. And that is, you know, our our go-to for a a lot of things, but sometimes we fall short and our kids are eating Cheetos. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast your source for positive, natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. How do we prepare for the unknowns of birth and postpartum in a holistic, positive way, even when we know that we can't control every aspect of our experience? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 114 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we're speaking with Jenny and Wendy, sisters and owners of Pure Motherhood Co. Jenny and Wendy have experienced their fair share of birth plan pivots, and they've teamed up to provide resources for mothers from pregnancy through postpartum regarding the process. I know you'll enjoy this conversation. Stick around until the end. There are so many amazing nuggets shared. And before we dive into this episode, let me take a quick moment to thank our reviewer of the week, Aloha Zoe, who says, Obsessed. I'm so thankful this podcast floated onto my recommendations. I've been obsessed with birth stories since my first pregnancy and now planning my second birth at home. Happy Home Birth Podcast has been a gift from God. Caitlin is joyfully affirming and validating to every kind of birth experience while also being super informative for us new to home birth. I also appreciate some partner episodes that have helped my husband prepare as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Zoe. And if you would send me an email at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sure to send you a happy home birth podcast sticker. Okay, friends, let's jump into our chat with the founders of Pure Motherhood Co., Wendy and Jenny. Jenny and Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you both. Now, would you mind just starting by introducing yourselves to the listeners? Jenny, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, So I'm Jenny Gillard. I am a mom of two boys, um, Jackson and Jameson, married for, oh God, I always forget how long I've been married for because we've been together for 20 years. I always just say 20 years. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we live in, uh, in Florida and um, I, yeah, my sister and I kind of started this um, company together. So we get to tag team this, we get, I get to work with my sister. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm Wendy Davis, and obviously Jenny's sister. I'm also a mom of a three-year-old boy, uh, Jacob, and um, I live in um, Clearwater, Florida, so like around like the Tampa area, Um, and yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Awesome. Well, so we mentioned Pure Motherhood Co. very briefly, and that is your company together. So I would love to hear a little bit about what it is that you two do. Yes. So Pure Motherhood Co. is kind of a a joint venture that my sister and I uh, launched uh, January of last year. So we just hit a year 
um, for our business. Um, and it kind of came from a, um, a need that we felt was missing um, in the uh, you know, motherhood or birth um, industry. Um, and so um, we both were in business uh, separate. Um, I had a product business, um, holistic products um, to support you know, family and moms. And then my sister was a childbirth educator and we kind of just felt like something was missing there. So I, I, through our own experiences, we both had some, you know, um, kind of traumatic birth experiences and we just both felt um, a little overwhelmed and, and underwhelmed by um, the information and the resources and the product and how scattered everything was. Um, and so we wanted to do something about it. And so we kind of joined forces and um, created Pure Motherhood Co. It's um, a, a, we call it like a one-stop shop for, um, you know, uh, real deal uh, education products and support for mothers in all, um, stages of motherhood from pregnancy all the way through, hopefully to toddler age. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And, and what, what a great need to fill, because I agree, it's kind of hard to kind of piecemeal everything together. So having one trustworthy source to kind of stick with from, you know, beginning to end of those toddlerhood years. That's, that's such a great idea. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I can also add really quickly that when Wendy and I were, you know, we do, we get to do motherhood together, which is pretty cool. So when we're, you know, on this journey, we realize that a lot of times we don't really fit in, in some of these, um, you know, groups, I guess. And so our thing is that, you know, we know that, um, motherhood is not all rainbows and butterflies all the time. Um, it can be very challenging. And I think our thing is we want our women to be able to raise their hand and say, you know, motherhood is really difficult. And I have like anxieties and doubts about, you know, my abilities and, and that's okay. You can raise your hand and say that. So it's, I think a little bit of in our motherhood journey, we felt like we couldn't say that. Like if you're in one group here, you're like, oh, you know, this is just amazing all the time and we're natural and holistic all the time. And sometimes we just fall short. So this is, you know, that's how we kind of rebranded our voice. Like, you know what? We're actually kind of in the middle here. Yes, we do use essential oils and that is you know, our, our go-to for a lot of, a lot of things, but sometimes we fall short and our kids are eating Cheetos, right? <laughs> just what it is. And we kind of felt ashamed, I guess, saying that like, oh my God, if anybody ever knew that behind the scenes, this was happening, it's like, you know what? Those are our people. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, yeah. Th this level of guilt that can kind of hover over motherhood, especially in such a social media fueled era, you know, you just, all you have to do is pull out your phone and you are just bombarded with the most amazing mothers in the world who, you know, <laughs> like well, number one, their kids' rooms are clean, which somebody for the love, please <laughs> teach me. <laughs> but just, you know, everything is spick and span, perfect, wonderful, going well. And I know that that's not how it goes over at my house. And I get the feeling that that's just not really how it is for a number of people. And so to kind of shed light on the fact that, yeah, no, it's not always like that, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Our tagline is actually like natural parenting for the imperfect mama. Because, mm. You know, we do, we love holistic, you know, we definitely lean more holistic, but 
sometimes it just doesn't work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, I would love to hear both of your birth stories individually and kind of how I know that they were very similar time-wise. You guys had your babies not too far apart. So I'd love to hear what these stories were. You said that they were both somewhat traumatic, but that eventually they led you to this. So what were those stories and how did they kind of lead to this? Yeah, so I can get started with my story. Um, so I uh, actually have, um, so I had a C-section with my first, who's going to be eight next week, actually. Um, and that birth just, um, you know, it was very sad to end up with a C-section. Um, I was a first time mom and I just, I felt definitely disappointed, but I, I moved on pretty quickly. I was just like, okay, I guess this is um, the birth I, I'm going to have. Um but I knew that if I ever had a second child, um, that I, I definitely would not want to go through that again. I just was, I already knew that. Um, and so I ended up getting pregnant, um, when he was three, um, and right away, you know, if you know me, I'm super determined, like, don't tell me I can't do something because I'm going to show you and I'm going to take pictures of it too. So <laughs> I was super determined. And I went to my OB, which I loved that at the time. And I was like, I want to have a feedback. And he's just like, was not supportive. Like I'm, I thought he was, cause he was always so nice. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, this is great. And this is what we're going to do. Nope. Not supportive at all. And um, just made me feel horrible about it. It made me feel like a bad mom, like I was taking all these risks. And I just knew that I had to change plans. I'm like, okay, well, if I want to get this V back, clearly it's not going to be with him. So what, what do I have to do? So that's how I started just like talking to people and researching. And I joined this local um, V back group here in, in Orlando. And those women were so supportive. And I started learning like, oh, okay. The reason why he doesn't support V backs is not because he doesn't think I can do it. It's more of legal things and just all these other things behind it that I'm like, ah, okay. So I'm understanding now why he's, you know, pushing back. So it opened up my eyes to a lot of things. And, um, so I was able to, you know, kind of fight for this VBAC, I guess. And I ended up, I knew that if I had to get like a chance at this, I, and I had to make, do a home birth because he was not supportive. Um, I knew that just the hospital thing was just not gonna, not gonna work. So if I had a, a chance and a shot at this, I, I needed to go to the home birth route because in Florida, I think it's still the the same that you cannot have a VBAC in a, a birth center. So um, that was my only option. So we, I ended up finding a, a independent midwife and going the home birth route, I started with her super late, way past 30 weeks, um, and just started kind of, you know, um, mentally preparing as much as I could. Um, I hired a doula for the first time, um, and she definitely helped. Um, and, you know, I prepared for this perfect birth, um, perfect home birth. I had everything uh, planned out. I had my birth plan and everything, and it just ended up going the total opposite of what I thought. And I, um, I ended up laboring at home for 27 hours, transferring to um, the hospital. And, you know, after 57 hours, I gave it a uh gave it a shot. And I, um, I ended up with a C-sections after 57 hours. I, 
I got into the hospital, you know, it was all unmedicated for those first 46 hours, I think it was. My sister's the one that remembers the whole timeline. I don't, but she was there with me. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, I just, uh, baby was just like in a really bad position. And obviously I didn't know what I know now and getting educated and actually getting certified to, to teach birth classes and stuff. Like there was just so many other things that I could have done. So of course the shoulda, coulda, woulda is a constant thing. Even four years later, he's four years old. And I still constantly think about what I could have done differently, but it definitely led uh, me into what I do now. And I definitely want women to know that, you know, planning for a birth is, we definitely need to plan for birth. Like I, I, I love birth plans. Like if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get it? You know, you just have to have these birth plans, but you, you need to also learn how to pivot as well, because um, you don't want to feel guilt and just so much disappointment after you want to just be ready for, for anything that kind of comes your way. So that's my story. Yes. And I, I'm definitely wanting to go back to some of these themes. I'm curious to hear your story as well, Wendy, and then we can kind of dive into all of this together. Yeah. Um, so uh, my story is uh, is similar. So I, I've kind of been in the, you know, um, I guess like crunchy, holistic um, world now for uh, about like seven or eight years. So I immediately um, knew that I wanted a home birth. Um, and that was um, after seeing, um, I was there for my both of my sister's births. Um, and so I saw the experience that she had at in the hospital with her first, and then the experience that she had at home, even though it resulted in, in her um, ending up in the hospital, I still loved the experience that she had, that I, that I saw her have um, at home. And then I also have a, um, a sister-in-law who I was there for her um, birth at a birth center. And I just saw just the, the, the difference, the drastic difference between a hospital birth and then a, you know, an outside of a hospital birth, I say. And so I was already kind of dead set on that. And um, so I went in, um, I actually, um, my entire um, pregnancy, my care was with a birth center, but um, was planning for a home birth with the birth center. And, um, and, you know, like Jenny said, I, I was, I, I kind of went through the experience with Jenny. And so I prepared and I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. I over-prepared. I was that extra prepared, um, pregnant woman that had like a special blend of oils and a special playlist. And I had, you know, candles and like the snacks that I wanted. And I had all of these things planned. And then, um, similar to Jenny, I, it's kind of a crazy story, but, um, after exactly 27 hours of laboring at home, um, my midwife and my, um, doula, uh, suggested that I go to the, that I transfer to the hospital cause that my water had been broken for over 27 hours at that time. Um, and so, um, I did as I was told because they, that's what they told me that I needed to do. And so that's what I did. Um, again, now that we're kind of, we are in the industry and that we have educated ourselves, um, we're, we, I've learned, um, you know, that I could have continued to try, but again, the same thing should have, could have, would have. Um, and so I was transferred to the hospital. Um, I labored in the hospital. I think mine was like a total of, um, I want to say it was like, I don't even know the amount of hours. I think it was like about 37 or 42 hours of labor. Um, and then I was just, um, you know, I had that, 
unfortunate term of failure to progress. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, you know, it was pretty much the, the, the typical cascade of interventions, that circle of interventions of, you know, the Pitocin and the epidural and then the Pitocin and the epidural and then failure to progress. And I ended up with a C-section. And I, I didn't feel, you know, guilt at the time. Um, I did feel sadness a lot of sadness afterwards because I'm like, you know, why didn't like so many whys came into my head. Why didn't I get the birth that I wanted? Could I have tried something else? Um, it was really, um, and it's kind of, it's kind of hard to even still now it's kind of hard to talk about a little bit. Like the first time, um, after having my son that I heard somebody else that had a successful, um, home birth, I literally cried. I was like devastated because I was just like, why couldn't that have been me? Um, And so um, that, that along with just a lot of um, uh, like changes, like personal life changes, moving to a different city and so many things and changes like hormonal changes. I ended up um, experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, And that's kind of what led me into the work that we're doing now. So with Jenny, it was her traumatic birth experience. And for me, it was my traumatic postpartum experience mm-hmm. that kind of led me into, we have to do better. Um, through my postpartum experience, um, when I was when I was struggling with postpartum, I would call my midwife, I would call my doula and say, I don't know what to do. Like, please help me. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling these feelings. I don't know what to do. And then one would say, oh, try this tincture. It was like a lemon balm tincture. And then I would buy this tincture. Somebody would say, the other one would say, buy this other tincture. And I would buy that tincture. And this one wouldn't work. And then, and, and, and I was just so frustrated at how scattered the information was that I'm like, this is such a disservice to women who are struggling with postpartum. There should be a, a like a better option for more, um, uh, uh, like a, a better, collected amount of resources, like in one place, you know, because you're already so stressed out in, in that, those early motherhood um, months that you're just like, I don't know where to go and you're desperate. And so um, after I re I, hypnotherapy is actually what kind of saved me. Um, mm. And it was like life-changing. And after that, it's kind of when I started to do the work of, I was, like I said, I was already in this like crunchy holistic world and I loved, you know, natural health and holistic health. And I'm like, how can we do better for women? And so I created a, um, a postpartum wellness kit with like special, you know, I, I researched, um, the herbs and the oils and everything that all the ingredients that are used to make sure that it's safe for breastfeeding, that make sure that it's safe for women, um, you know, and, and so that's kind of what led me to that, that work. Hey mamas, let me interrupt for a few quick moments to share some great news. I have a free class waiting for you. Home birth myth busters, the five myths you need to bust to have a happy home birth is my free gift to all of you who are considering home birth, planning your 15th home birth, or are just curious to know more about what this is all about. Head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash mythbusters to select a time that works for you and get started. You'll gain access to not only this incredible free masterclass, but you'll also be given access to sign up for Happy Homebirth Academy and an incredible bonus stack of resources. 
So wait no longer. Head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash MythBusters right now and reserve your seat today. Alrighty, back to the show. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And the first thing that I kind of want to discuss with both of these stories is just the fact that, man, that stinks. Like we should be allowed to say like that really bites that, that you had to change your birthing plans and that, or that that they did change, you know, and, and the, how you feel these shoulda, coulda, wouldas, obviously you did the very best that you could. You had planned these beautiful home births and had these high expectations for how everything was going to go. And then it didn't. And this feeling, this, or this discussion, we kind of talked about this before we began recording, but this idea of pivoting during birth, how do we, how do we pivot during birth? And I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that. What would you say to someone preparing for, for birth? And obviously wanting everything to go a certain way. And, you know, that is my desire for everyone, as I'm sure it is for yours. How do we balance that positivity and assumption that all will go well until proven otherwise with, but if there is a need to pivot, you know, there are some things that we can do. How, what do you guys think about that? I, I mean, the first thing is to stay flexible. Like I really, really look, it literally kind of makes me um, teary eyed a little bit, but I wish my doula and midwife would have just at least talked about the possibility of a home, a home birth transfer or, you know, a a C-section. Like I just wish they would have, and I get it. I get why they don't, because I think sometimes what we do is the whole, oh, we're not going to talk about a C-section or home birth transfer because we're going to jinx it. Mm. No, that's not what it is about at all. And now that I know I'm like, no, we need to prepare women. Like this is a disservice that we're doing to women because we just, and, and when I say, stay flexible, you know, a lot of times, again, it's like the whole, like, oh, we're going to stay in our zone and we're going to just, um, stay focused. And that's how you get what you want. And yes, there is truth to that. There's truth to staying focused. There's truth to being, you know, positive and having that mindset. Um, and again, we still suggest all women have birth plans. That is not what we say at all, but, I just say, stay, say, stay open and flexible. Um, and, you know, take a really good birth class that teaches you how to mentally pivot. If you have to, it's not a, this is going to happen. So you, you know, it's, it's, if this ever happens to you, um, and something is thrown at you, how are you going to handle it? You know? That is a great point. And it's actually something I I'd like to mention because, inside of my childbirth education program, which is geared for home birth mothers. So it's home birth specific. I kind of battled with this idea of, I know that, that these mothers need information on transport. I don't want to be a downer, but we have to have this information and we have to have a plan in place and an understanding of what is going to happen should that be a need? So there is actually inside of Happy Home Birth Academy an entire section on home birth transports, what it looks like and what it looks like to advocate for yourself once you are inside of the hospital, should that be a need and how 
a transport is not a failure. You know, that's not a home birth failure. Sometimes a transport is the safest option and the best option. Um, so that's a, that's so great to acknowledge that, yeah, we are doing a disservice if we don't acknowledge that, Hey, birth is wild though. And sometimes hopefully not this time, but sometimes there is a need for a change. Yeah. And I, I would just add to that, you know, in the importance of just learning that information. And that's one, what I felt that I didn't have is, um, if, if, you know, you do have to transfer to a hospital, you, they're going to ask you questions. Um, and if you want certain things, and so you should know what those things are and be educated on the pros and cons of, I didn't know that you can ask for a certain level of Pitocin. You know, I thought there was just, it's just Pitocin. That's all it was. And now that I know you can ask for levels, you can ask for like, there's so many things that you, you can, that you can advocate for yourself for. Um, and hopefully you're, you're, you hire a doula. We always recommend hiring a doula. Um, you know, um, hopefully your doula is educated to, to walk you through those, but if she's not, um, you know, these are things that I feel like we, we should know because when you're so vulnerable in that vulnerable place and you have to transfer to the hospital and they're asking you um, if you want a certain um, intervention and you don't know what the pros and cons are. And, and unfortunately, the hospital's not there um, to educate you right. on the pros and cons. Yeah, such a point. Yes. Okay. So uh, let's, let's see, we've covered that with this idea of pivoting. Do you have any more ideas or anything else you'd like to add in relation to kind of preparing yourself for any type of need to change course throughout your birth? Um, no, I think that kind of like covers, you know, I just wanted to say that, and I always say this to all moms that we work with, and it's just, your birth story is way more important than you think it is. Um, and, you know, I think your listeners definitely probably plan, um, you know, their, their, their birth. So that's amazing. But um, I just wanted to say that I still think we, it's awesome to, to plan your, your birth and have a birth plan. Um, but you just, you never really forget that experience. I always say, you know, my mom, you know, still says my birth, um, experience till this day. And obviously, like I said, my son's four and I still think about, you know, all these things. So I just think women, you know, need to remember like how important it is, um, to have, to plan their birth. Um, but again, you know, just staying flexible and open is really what it comes down to and having the conversation, um, with your doula, or your midwife and taking out that birth plan and talking it through, talk it all through and make sure that, you know, you're, you guys are on the same page. Right. I think that's a great point. And it kind of has two layers sort of to this planning. So there's the external planning of, you know, this, this on paper is my birth plan. These are the things that I want. These are the things that I'm going to want around me, you know, all of that. And then there's that internal level of, and I'm going to have a baby <laughs> and this is going to be a transformational experience, however it plays out and kind of acknowledging that we don't know how it's going to happen. Birth is unpredictable and that, you know, however it happens on the other side, I am going to be transformed and kind of mm -hmm. just, you know, honoring that. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautifully said. (laughs) So I would love to kind of also talk about this postpartum as well. Wendy, you mentioned in depth your postpartum and just how difficult it is. And gosh, I, my heart goes out to you as someone who also struggled with postpartum anxiety with my first man, that is not a fun ride. (laughs) That is not, that is not good times, but I would love to kind of hear what you think or what your recommendations would be. Obviously you've got this, you've got this birth kit that you have created. What else do you think helps mothers during this postpartum time, especially if they are dealing with a birth experience that went unexpectedly, or if they are dealing with postpartum anxiety? Um, yeah, I, I would say the biggest one, and I think this is kind of like the theme of the entire, um, you know, uh, episode is preparing. Um, we prepare for birth. We prepare our birth plan. We have a special robe that we prepare that we want to wear or whatever it is, um, the meal that we want to eat after we give, give birth, all of these things, but we never think of preparing for postpartum. Um, and in the sense that now, thankfully, I feel like um, uh, postpartum doulas are starting to become a little bit more popular, but I feel like even more than that, um, getting with your partner um, and actually preparing a plan for postpartum. Mm-hmm. So we, we teach a lot about, um, you know, um, uh, code words. So if you have visitors over and you need some rest, um, what is a code word that you can come up with to say like, okay, it's ready. I'm ready for these visitors to leave. Like, Hey, can you, you know, take the initiative and, and have them go, you know, little, little things like that. Or, um, you know, uh, that we we're big on educating the partner on signs to look out for, for postpartum depression, anxiety, because they don't know what to look for. Um, and so, um, educating the partner on postpartum on the science for postpartum depression, anxiety, and then also coming up with a plan for that, you know, um, in like maybe having a, a counselor on hand, um, or having your, your person where you and your partner come up with, if these signs come up, if you see these signs kind of coming up, um, call my best friend or call my sister or call my mom and tell her, Hey, I'm a little concerned about, you know, what Jenny's going through right now. I, I'm seeing these signs. Can you call her and, and warn that friend too, or that sister or that mom saying, Hey, this is the plan. If this is happening, like I, it's just all about planning, planning, who's going to do the dishes and who's going to, you know, clean up the house. These are all things that we don't plan for, or even like in my experience, I had a very difficult um, breastfeeding experience because my son had a, uh, a lip and a tongue tie. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so I'm there struggling. I just gave birth. I, it's super painful breastfeeding. I, I, sorry, TMI, but my, my nipples are bleeding. Like it was so bad. I'm I hormonal, emotional, and I'm there Googling, trying to find a lactation consultant. Mm that will see me immediately, you know, and it's like, let's prepare for that beforehand interview lactation consultants before you give birth. So you have one on call ready to go that you trust and that you vibe with, you know, um, all of these things, we're all about preparing for postpartum, you know, and of course, you know, our, get our kit, hopefully. Yeah, please. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. gosh, I can't agree. We are on the same page because I do feel that postpartum is so often swept under the rug and, you know, you're just kind of forgotten about after a few weeks and people are there to see the baby sometimes, but it's about the baby a lot of the time and not about 
the mother who just, you know, did this. And it's like going to see an Olympic athlete and like being obsessed with, you know, their new puppy. It's like, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good analogy. But, but not that the puppy's not amazing. The puppy is incredible, but it's also like, guys, I just did this crazy thing. Can we? <laughs> but yeah, I think that this idea of kind of preparing while you are, before you're in it, you know, while you're, you've got a clear mind, you're not overwhelmed with the stress of it. You're not overwhelmed with the hormonal shift that just occurs naturally when your placenta is gone, you know, like it's, that happens. So being able to say, this is the list that we have created. That's so fun. I actually have a form (laughs) for my students. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, write down your lactation consultants number right here. This is, you know, like, let's get this set up and ready to go. I love that you guys put such a strong emphasis on that because I don't feel like most people are. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up and doing such a good job with that. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like we prepare, um, you know, as a society for the wrong things, like your nursery is going to be just fine. First of all, your baby's not going to sleep in the nursery. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just talk about that. Um, you know, like let's not focus so much on, you know, the crib and, you know, all these little baby shower things. Like there's so many more important things that we need to focus on that we just, you know, and it's not sexy. I mean, let's be honest, (laughs) preparing for postpartum is not sexy. Like, yeah, I'd rather talk about the coolest um, stroller, you know, that's, that's fun, but you know, it just is not reality. And where that stroller is not going to matter when you're in your bathroom crying because you, you don't know what to do, you know? Right. That stroller is not going to give you the answers that you need. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's such a good point. And it's also one of those reminders of, Hey, let's just think, let's think five years down the road. Do you think you are going to even remember the crib you bought? Like, like, no, but do you think that you are going to remember how you felt postpartum? Probably. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for my listeners who are super interested in this, which I'm assuming is all of them, because this is amazing. Where can they go to find out more about your information and more about your offerings? Yeah. So we, um, we're at puremotherhood.co, um, www.puremotherhood.co, not.com.co. We, um, yeah, we want it to be trendy. Um, (laughs) um, and yeah, we have actually two Facebook groups as well. Um, one it's, um, pure motherhood, um, we have two Facebook groups that are specifically, one is specifically here for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, um, because we feel like those women are definitely in a very different stage. And then we also have um, another group for moms that are a little bit more experienced. I would say they're like toddler age and up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, we have two Facebook groups, our website. Um, we're also on Instagram, Pure Motherhood Co. as well. And we're just all about educating. So on that page, you'll see a lot of, um, you know, educational pieces about, um, you know, just everything around pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and even just motherhood in general. Yeah, that that's amazing. And I love that you guys have community because clearly we can have all of the things that, you know, in the world, but if we don't have connection with others who are going through similar experiences, we're, we're really lacking. So 
that's fantastic that you have that community aspect. And just as kind of like a general explanation, what all are you offering to people that work with you? Um, yes. Yeah, so we, we're, we kind of, we offer a variety. So of course, like you mentioned the community, um, that's huge. That's really important, especially in, in today's uh, day and age when we're so, um, you know, um, isolated. Um, I feel like we need community now more than ever. So um, in our Facebook groups, um, we kind of try to consider them not just a typical mom group. And so we host um, a lot of experts on there um, to cover various topics, as well as obviously we go on there and talk about various topics and, and try to educate. Like, for example, we just had um, for Valentine's Day, um, we had a, a marriage empowerment coach talk about um, intimacy after baby um, and how to recreate the intimacy after baby. And then in our motherhood group, um, we talked about um, how to have some creative date night ideas when you're in that like toddler stage, you know? Um, and so th that I feel like community is number one. And then of course, on our, on our website, we also offer, we have a, um, it's called Pure Motherhood University. And so it offers a variety of um, courses. And since our, since our birth experience was, um, very so different we kind of we cover a variety of mini courses so we have like um you know a breastfeeding course we have a we even have a course on c-sections um and we have like a variety a course on uh, creating birth plans and then of course we have the um the wellness shop that um is a uh that is also another offering and that will have everything from you know perennium spray to, um, sits baths and, um, you know, hair regrowth spray and all of the things to help support moms in, in postpartum, even, even to elderberry syrup for moms with toddlers. Cause we know toddlers are sick all the time. Because of <laughs> so elderberry syrup, you know, we're all about, you know, how to holistically empower moms to care for their families at home, um, in education, as well as, um, holistic products. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm so grateful for you to come on and share this. I know there are going to be so many curious and interested listeners. So Jenny, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank, thank you, you so much. Caitlin. Thank you. Whoa, some good points were brought up in this week's episode. As we head into our episode roundup, let's do a quick recap of a few. First of all, it's important to realize that we can do plenty to positively influence our birthing experience. Preparation, mindfulness, education, choosing the right birth team. It can highly impact our experience. However, we've got to balance this with the understanding that birth is not something for us to control. It's something for us to surrender to. So sometimes our plans may change and that's okay. When we're coming from a place of empowerment and a place of authority over our experience, rolling with the changes is much easier. Number two, we've got to continue planning, not only for birth, but throughout the postpartum period. Creating a list of resources beforehand is massive, as Wendy and Jenny shared, and as I mentioned, my students do inside of Happy Home Birth Academy. Getting ready before you're in the throes of newborn life is a great way to help out future you. And number three, surround yourself with community. It makes a world of difference to know that you aren't going through any of these life changes alone. Thank you so much, Jenny and Wendy, for coming on the show, sharing your experiences and useful resources, and thank you all for tuning in. That's all I've got for you for now. 
I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.